So you guys seen any UFOs? Personally, no. There's too I've many tried. light pollution down here. I've stood outside like really late at night and just like stared up at the stars, like hoping something would just like come down on me, like a big like beam of light, and I just got sucked up and then get that all probed and tested on for like twenty four hours and then return to my bed like nothing happened. Instead, that one beam of light, you're gonna look up and it's gonna be like a SWAT team, just like, sir, put down the gun, and yeah. then you're gonna wake up in a hospital. <laughs> it was us getting exactly. swatted because we had like a controversial pick in our 30 day film challenge, which is on our Instagram stories. Ah, controversial. Yeah, by the way, check out our Instagram. <laughs> Subtle plug. <laughs> it, what is it? It's at. What is it again? What is it? What? Huh? At, at those movie dudes. That's everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No number. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Everything. Although, Any app I wouldn't mind. Just is available. <laughs> we definitely need yeah. to stay those My movie space. dudes on like Instagram and all like that stuff. But if this particular show had a title, I wouldn't be mad. I don't know. Something oh, fun. show that we're like currently this, making yeah. right now. Like this, this podcast where we oh. watch three movies once a week. We've never seen them before, and then we get together and talk about them once a week, and we release them every Friday, right? Isn't isn't that what are we you do? putting us on the spot right now to come up? With no, a not at all. I'm just saying maybe pressure. maybe down the line weekly we peakies some ideas weekly peakies we can wrap cute. up we can wrap up <laughs> no uh, we don't no, need to re- no, resort no. to the uh, to eight uh, years sorry, ago sorry, sorry, sounds like a John Campia thing <laughs> I oh, miss John Campia I'd take that as a compliment thank you. I wouldn't. Um. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. I could. I well. I was. Uh, never mind. Um. I was gonna say Andy Signore, but he's cleared. So, um. Popcorn yeah. Planet. I, I don't. I don't know where to go from that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I support I just, him and his and his current ventures. I do. But like, through a lot. Like what? Like what's what's Weekly going on? Weekly Peaklies is fucking hilarious. <laughs> weekly Peaklies. Yeah. Weekly Peaklies or like, um three guys watching movies or something (laughs) three guys three movies (laughs) three guys three guys three guys three we could just why don't we rename it every week three guys one movie that'd be great that'd be good for you know marketing Uh, yeah if we want the audience to stick around we'll have a completely can you get that music too that like infamous music that would just play in the background two horses (laughs) oh well well we have to like throwback like or goodbye horses audio. from Sound I of swear the to Lions. God, I couldn't hear the music. If anybody actually could hear the music, comment down below because I could not hear it and I fucking turned my volume all the way up and I couldn't hear it. What are you talking what about? Music? Three girls. The jazz music that apparently was in the uh, back of our podcast. It was Were in you lying. Uh, I swear to God, you're no, lying it was about in that. Sophie's Choice. I threw in the background jazz music just to see if anyone would fucking notice. Oh. And no one <laughs> obviously did. But it was oh. uh, it was just very low. It was like forty, like negative forty on the. <laughs> on the adobe so it wasn't, it wasn't Shit, that's i don't even think dogs could hear that dogs can hear it oh, of course they could no i don't think so did you try it out winston's yeah, upstairs winston... still panicking like he's winston still was like eh. this is around the house. oh god all right what um, fucking movies did we watch this week i forgot we'll talk about something else what i yeah, know so... what movies are on the current docket i do I, too I've seen two of them already i've seen one of them i will say guys this was a good week for me just looking back at my reviews, it's it's very consistent uh, all across the board. So you won. You mean the the movies that we're going to talk about on this podcast? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into very it. consistent um, ratings for uh, those three films. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like we kind of hinted at, we we are those movie dudes. We're the, those movie dudes podcast. You know, new title pending, uh, where we watch three movies once a week and we get together and we talk about them. Pending. Very we... What what title do we have pending right now? <laughs> Uh, no title. Week, weekly peakies. Weekly peakies. Oh, weekly peakies. Um, peak. Maybe we'll put up that a poll and say if you want that yes or no. Follow us uh, at those movie dudes on Instagram and you know join in with that. And point. comment down, comment. Just leave some comments on our. That's post. a good even idea. If it has nothing Follow to do this. with us. Yeah. Yeah. Let pe- yeah. let let everyone care. pick the title, even if it's like, oh, Trump did this, but people log in and they see a movie podcast. I came here to talk about Trump. Trump never lied about anything. We can talk about The Apprentice. <laughs> I would love to have it like a weekly apprentice podcast where no. we just go back to old episodes. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna shut that off right there. That's that I feel like happening. no okay. one person like would like we only have an audience of one and it would be Donald Trump himself. Just Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seeing what we had to say about his his fucking 
old <laughs> reality show. These guys. Was, I want. I remember watching that weekly. It was a good. Show, I used to watch it. No, Celebrity 100%. Apprentice with Wanda Sykes. That was just great content. And then Arnold took over. Uh, Did he really? As a host. Yeah, they tried to reboot it with Arnold. And uh, why would? Last. Why did that not completely take off? He should be an undercover boss. Um. Anyway, could be Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is your undercover boss. <laughs> yeah, you're like, aren't yeah. you Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. <laughs> There's no way he could go no. undercover. I'm <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not for my tea. <laughs> oh, jacked okay. fucking dude in the. I'm here to reset your router. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need your, I need your email. I need your password and your motorcycle. <laughs> and he like, just goes and like what? stands in front of the freezer. Mm-hmm. Did somebody we'll put say, the coffee on? <laughs> we should probably save this for our Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast, which is launching next, next week. week. Yeah, but, um, next week. <laughs> yeah, title to be continued. We're not title to be continued. We're just gonna. The um, title will be just a collab of one word from every one of his films. So Terminator, <laughs> oh, Predator, <laughs> Command, Twins, Commando, Commando, Jingle, Running, all and Jingle. It. <laughs> okay perfect so, yeah. all right starring well, sinbad we might have to brainstorm okay. some titles for that one as well um but yeah let's let's uh let's talk about some movies uh shall i go we first? had what do we a interesting week of films uh this past week we put it out on a poll on instagram and actually our followers decided what movies were uh we were going to talk about on this podcast i put up a poll and the one that won for me was uh the uh bon joon ho film the host which came out in like 2006. It's a it's a Korean horror film, uh, creature feature, and uh, that is the one that I picked for. for and this that's week. not the Saoirse Ronan film from 2014. No, no. 13. And no, it's not. 13. No. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Uh, great. Just making sure. Okay, John. What was uh what what film won for you? What a yeah, miraculous so, um, Oscar winner did you pick? It was kind of when it when it came to my two picks, it was somewhat of a landslide considering I was the only one who voted for the other movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. <laughs> but we uh we have a winner with uh, 2005's Capote with Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm-hmm. um who is plays the real life um writer Truman Capote. Mm-hmm. Um, who writes about a um, pretty much? Well, we don't, we don't have to get into pretty, it. Okay. Well, he writes a book about a real life murder case. His Absolutely. name's Truman Capote. Harper mm-hmm. Lee's also in it. The girl from a Forty Year Old Virgin. Captain Keener. Yeah. Captain. I was yeah. going to say Harper Lee wasn't in the movie, but well, the character, <laughs> the character. Harper Lee was but, in the film. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll be uh, something to talk about. Can I talk about my movie, John? Yeah, if you if you want to. I really don't. I'll allow it introduce your movie oh oh, oh yeah. yeah uh it is uh 1963's the great escape very long very mm. epic it's got some stars it's got steve mcqueen in it it's got richard attenborough james garner he, it's that does not look cast. like richard attenborough like wow that guy aged a lot well this movie time. came out in the 60s so <laughs> it did and it did. but yeah uh, very no, classic a lot of film. young stars and yeah and it's one of it's just yeah we'll get into it yeah the great escape so so what movie out of the three should we dive into i'm i personally am leaning towards capote um but we'll we'll get a you know we'll get a sense of what other people are thinking too well i'm you i i I wanted to start with the host but that's just personally because it's my least favorite of the week yeah but you typically like to start with the least favorite yeah, just because um, wow. the end of the episode get a lot to talk about, but depends on what you guys. Least think. favorite, like it's like significantly lower on your list for the week, or like well, we'll, just we'll no, not significant, we'll but let's uh okay. let's let's dive into uh, the host, which is the creature oh, feature good. from uh, South Korea. Bon Joon Ho, he's a famous director now, Oscar winner, three time Oscar winner, um, but he made a little creature film about a mm-hmm. uh, little CGI fish thing that was made from toxic waste uh the, the chemical scene in the beginning was actually kind of funny i'm like wait is this movie in english but uh yeah it was just a really mm-hmm. quick scene yeah that threw uh, me off and then i was like oh herschel from the walking it. dead <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah yeah it follows like a, a father uh and his family uh his his daughter gets abducted by this creature gets snatched and gets uh thrown into a sewer and uh, everyone is freaking out about a virus people are dying left and right uh, by this creature, and they're trying to figure out how to get her back. And it's a family. It's a journey of, uh, you know, there's some comedy, there's some mm-hmm. action, there's some sca- there's some thrills, there's some scares. Um, 
But Nate, you mentioned that, you mentioned effect. that this was your least favorite, so let's dive right into that. What uh, what about the host? What did you not like the the one thing about the host is there was like the four characters that were in the family because you had the father of the girl, you had that guy's father, and then the two mm-hmm. that were cousins, or they might have been brother and sister as well. Something like that. I think, I think they, they were I think they were sisters or brother brothers. Sister. Maybe stepbrother uh, or stepsister or something. Yeah. I just didn't think we got enough with the daughter because you just kind of see where what happens kind of thing. But it was just a lot of them trying to find her. And it just it felt like it took a while just to get there. And the creature a little bit as far as CGI, like they did, they did a good they did a good job for yeah. what they could. Um but yeah, some of the CGI was kind of iffy, but for me, it was just some of the characters were all over the place. Like at one point, one of them like ends up getting like knocked into a sewer and we don't see her for like 30 minutes until she eventually she just pops, just pops up, up with a bow and arrow. The... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. because like, where's she been? I was, and then, I, yeah. I was curious to know what you thought, because I do have a similar opinion. I thought that the movie was a little all over the place, especially, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it jumps right into the first 10 minutes, like, the creature attacks, and you're just like, oh, okay, right, mm-hmm. right off the bat. And then, yeah, like, once she disappears, it does slow down a lot. And I remember thinking, I'm like, am I, like, an hour and, like, a little over an hour into this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 35 minutes in. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, we're, we're kind of taking a little while. But then again... To me, it had certain scenes where I was like, this is a movie's fucking badass. Like, mm-hmm. I still really, really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I do agree that, like, yeah, it did kind of take take a minute to kind of fully understand what the story was going to be. And the style of it was a little, uh, it's Bon, it's bon Joon-ho, who's, I think he does a great job with characters. But, mm-hmm. John. Yeah. You, you, oh, uh, yeah. You made some comments about this one, so let's hear about it. Yeah, man. This was this was interesting, man. I had no idea really what I was getting into, and I don't even think the characters did. Because, like, the first ten minutes of this movie, it's just, like, people just going about their everyday lives. Then all of a sudden, this sort of monster movie breaks out out of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, like, it just throws you into it, then all of a sudden you're in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually really like these characters. I thought they were really funny at times, especially the... Um, with the main guy, the one that's also in Parasite. Song Kang Ho, Parasite, yeah. Which I, he's yeah. awesome. That, he's oh, actually so he's an old actor. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he literally the, like the main guy. He was the lead in Memories of Murder too, which we watched, uh, mm-hmm. or John and I watched summer, or last did summer. I, I think oh, so. You did yeah, watch right. that, because I, I watched A Man Called Ove by accident. And then I also watched <laughs> that one, because I wanted to. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, he's an awesome actor. Like, you can put him in anything, and he's just, he's convincing. And he just... It was just the way he reacted sometimes, but then there was a point in the movie where the father kind of just he describes why uh, that character is yes. like that, like his backstory, and you're like, and it, oh, it was amazing, yeah. But mm-hmm. it pissed me off that the like the that the were, other family members were falling asleep during like the the monologue because I was so like emotional. Yeah, there. I'm like, damn, like that fucking makes sense. Like, it explained his character a mm-hmm. lot, and that happens towards the third act, um, and then yeah, like, yeah, the characters are just asleep and just. Like Bong Joon Ho throws in these <laughs> Bong Joon Ho's quirks, humor, little, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and which he's great. I, at. I don't, I don't know if it necessarily works all the time. Um, it's definitely something to get mm-hmm. used to. But personally, I thought this one was just a lot of fun. The creature design was, yeah, it was a little, little computer. It, it was very um, reminiscent of like um, the nineteen ninety nine Godzilla movie in terms mm-hmm. of special effects that kind of reminded me <laughs> a little bit of that but it like does, at the yeah. same time like i literally like it did not bother me it doesn't affect my grade whatsoever how the special effects just kind of came out yeah. i thought the monster I was actually really interesting like the mechanics of how this thing actually mm-hmm. went about its life like it was like i mean i don't want to spoil it but it, it did some weird shit that i didn't yeah. really expect i thought it was just gonna like just well, from ridic- the beginning, kill people, right? you and see then, it hanging upside down like a bat. Like, yeah, it was very huh? interesting, and, oh, yeah, and like how to, it was like, able to kind of re- like repel around the, the freaking bridge and stuff. Yeah. It was like, it was Weird. different. Um, Jesus, what are so. you, a monster in a movie, or are you Sean Johnson, U.S. silver medalist? It was certainly <laughs> unique yeah, because we've seen that so many too. monster movies in the past, like Godzilla's and you know Jaws, all these other King monster Kongs movies, stuff, King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. But this one was just very different. It stood out. It definitely was unique, and that's thanks to the director and the writer. And they just, you know, they do a good job with characters, in my opinion. Um, the little boy, I thought, was amazing. 
who yeah, was trapped I think with all the her. Scenes that took place in that kind of sewer with yeah, the little girl and the little girl. boy were actually I was some like, of the best scenes in the movie. I just yeah. didn't think he was in it enough because he just kind of showed up towards the end kind of thing. Yeah, and, he, sur- but he survived uh, I thought, when he got thrown in there. Yeah, I thought the daughter was great, though. How she kind of... How she had to handle the situation. But I still think that the lead character and his father were like the two best performances. Because yes. the dad like yeah, knew sure. he was kind of a lazy bum, but then he also knew what he was capable of. Mm-hmm. So he knew he's like, stop, stop picking on him. Come on. He protected he him a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. which and I really liked. They, yeah. And they were able just... to have a really good uh, balance of kind of like these funny moments that what's, how do you say his name? Boom. Hmm? Bon Joon-ho. Bon Joon-ho. Bon Joon-ho. He's able to, he's kind of have these like funny moments and, and then also these like really um emotional character moments that you can actually really get behind these characters even in sort of this like ridiculous monster movie but you get behind his character and then also um you you know the stuff that goes on with his dad and then his daughter you mm-hmm. can really get behind those moments as well and, and he's yeah. even got some some ac- uh, action chops with the whole mm-hmm. ending scene oh yeah with like the mm-hmm. smoke and uh, how they i were, love like, fighting the monster was, cinematically mm-hmm. it was beautiful yeah it was yeah. amazing and i it was also very interesting because this movie isn't necessarily just a creature feature movie it does kind of like go off and become like a virus movie which kind of is you know yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's the times that we're it's in right now. So it was, sure. it was interesting seeing it told. I mean, this movie was made 14 years ago, so it's like, mm-hmm. who it's knows how all these movies now, are coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right about now. Yeah. Outbreak, and this one even a little bit too, and then it was kind of funny. It was just like, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen it, careful, but it's like, there is no virus. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right, like, right, right. Fine. <laughs> but yeah. I think maybe that was what, slowed the movie down for me a lot and kind of made me think of the length was just a little bit too long mm-hmm. um nevertheless it was two hours it was around two hours it was long, two hours like exactly like but yeah. i i still had a great time with it um i thought it was a lot of fun uh you know if i ever buy any of his movies i will certainly buy this one i thought this one was you know i would revisit it down the line so i give it i give it a three and a half out of five mm-hmm. i really like this one yeah great no, I'd, I'd mimic that grade, exactly. Um, oh, it, it, it by far wasn't a bad movie by any means. Like, it was a very good movie. But sure. there's just some of the things with characters kind of jumping in and out and not really knowing their motive. Um, and just some of the things that didn't add up. But I just thought the main character, he was great. Um, and how yeah. he was just willing to do anything. And he was also funny. Like, there's yeah. a scene where he thinks he has his daughter's hand and then he turns around and it's not <laughs> it's sure, like darkly yeah. funny you're like ooh, that's some dark comedy his kid I mean, yeah parasite. um yeah but no it was i'll Stone definitely give it a parasite. rewatch later on um cgi need a little work but for 2006 what can you do um and it wasn't like a stereotypical lizard godzilla or monkey kong kind of thing it was a aquatic monster some, like, that can chase you and swim and do acrobatics some it's behind like... the scenes trivia that i read about it was they nicknamed the monster in development uh, steve buscemi yikes <laughs> that's awful why did did the character have bad teeth <laughs> i don't know or was uh, his okay. name Donnie? Donnie? why you gotta be mr pink you give it a three and a half what, as well that... yes cool and yep. sean yeah man I think for the first time, uh, a foreign film, I'm going to say that I liked it a little bit more than you guys because just the uh, the character development didn't really bother me as much with the, uh, I guess, the cousins or the the other family members. I just, they were just kind of there. I think it would have been better if they weren't in it. Like, but it it was kind of cool to have like the bow and arrow girl and like the the, college guy. And yeah, uh, it was it was just. A few other story elements to throw throw in there that gave but it maybe a just a little bit too much. To yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Um, but yeah, I thought the main characters were great. I really, I, I, I thought the action scenes were great cinematically. This guy knows what he's doing. He's really he knows you know how to work a camera. It was especially those those scenes with the smoke were just like really cool to look at. Um, mm-hmm. The monster was cool. I mean, I just thought overall, like I laughed many times at this movie. It was just it was just a lot of fun. And uh, I think the the mechanics behind the monster itself, that's the hardest thing to not make cheesy. And even with the bad effects, um, it was still really cool to see this monster. Every every time it was on the screen, I wasn't like taken back by it. Like it was it mm-hmm. was still fun to watch it regardless of it not looking great. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I would give it four out of five. I actually really, really enjoyed it. So it's like the highest grade you've given in yeah. weeks. 
Yeah, I know. That's like the I, highest grade you've ever been... given a foreign film. <laughs> a foreign Even though there's some like, English, I know, but dude. yeah, I'll give it. To yeah, you. and that's an, that's another point actually. Is like oh my God. I did not notice the foreign mm-hmm. element. Like it was just like <laughs> I barely I barely noticed it because I was just so into well. this one. So. No, now uh, you gotta watch yeah. Parasite. <laughs> the best picture winner. I almost year. watched it the next day. Yep. It's like I just want to be in the right mood so I can fully just like completely immerse myself in it. But definitely gotta watch that one. So the host, uh, kind of glad that we got to check this one out. Um, it's on Not Hulu, so you guys can check that one out if you want to watch it. Uh, I definitely would say for sure check it out, especially if you want to mm-hmm. watch some Bon Joon Ho films. Uh, it's definitely he he did a yeah. good job with it. Um, Thirteen so, yeah. years before Parasite, so crazy, bro. <laughs> So which one gonna, do you guys want to crack a beer? On to? Crack a beer. It's up to you guys. I feel like my 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 opinion might have swayed the host, so I'll let you guys take this one. Which one do you guys want to talk Capote about? You know what, I, the I would actually escape. would love to finish with with Nate's film, The Great Escape. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine okay. with that. Cool. Yeah. Personally, yeah. That's good. It'll work in my order, kind of, because I like I also liked Capote very much. So. All right, so we're going to yeah. talk about Capote. So. Yeah, and Capote uh, follows Phyllis Moore Hoffman, Oscar winner for this film. Uh, it takes place in 1959, and basically he's a he's already a famous writer, and uh, he hears about this, this I think it's a quadruple murder of this family. Mm-hmm. And the whole family gets murdered, oh yeah. Yeah, the family, the family gets murdered. It's, that's not a, it's not a spoiler. It's, you know, no. it's more about the writing of the book and his relationship with the, the actual killers that he interviews throughout the mm-hmm. film. Um, over a couple of years um, as the case is sort of developing and uh, and I be- I've never really I've never read this book or anything but it is something I'd love to check out but it's called In Cold Blood um, where mm-hmm. he you know he he writes about uh, one of the main killers okay, Perry we... Smith I'm not sure about the other one but so hold up did you read In Cold Blood in high school because I no, did I did not I, I did, and then th- it's why I've seen parts of this movie because we watched it after finished In Cold Blood Sure. Um, because I mean, we didn't get to watch the whole movie for some reason. We just only watched like certain scenes. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. They should, yeah, well, they I, watch I, I think I movie. watched the whole thing, and we didn't even read the book. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so, then, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I had seen a few scenes already of this movie, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that I've, that we, that we got to watch it all the way through this time <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, I remembered a few parts, but like I I you know I didn't remember the whole story. It's a really mm-hmm. good story. Mm-hmm. The fact that this actually, you know, pretty much happened is it's very interesting. The 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 dynamic of this writer, who's sympathetic for this, um, for this murderer, but at the same time he's trying to write a good book and make it interesting for mm-hmm. his his readers. Um, well, he's he's trying think... to define a new genre of uh, storytelling, which is like the like the narrative nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So it's sure. like, and that's the why this book became truth. Yeah. Hundred percent. It became yeah, like one of the yeah. most like best selling novel of the time, and he became the most like famous uh, like writer of the time. I think that was like the end title card. It said that. Um, He's yeah, yeah, but the thing is, Absolutely. he never wrote another book. That's the thing. He Did never. He fi- yeah, it said he never finished another book after really? In Cold Blood. Yeah. But he wrote screenplays. Maybe this one screenplays. Yes, he did. He wrote screenplays so, yeah. uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. He, he was a big screenwriter before this. Uh, before he took on this job, I forget what mo- what movie it was. It's a super famous movie. It's not. Roman I was Holiday, just thinking that's that Dalton Trumbo. I, it's not Roman Holiday. The Innocence. The Innocence. He did write that. I saw that he, he did. wrote that one with, and that with movie Deborah is Kerr. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's scary good... ending scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he was definitely a phenomenal screenwriter. But we can't overlook. How did you feel about the actual Hoffman. movie itself, though? Nate? Breakfast at Tiffany's. He was yep, the screenwriter for Breakfast at Tiffany's. He wrote the one that he was the screenwriter yeah. for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I haven't seen it. Story wise, though, it was interesting. Um, it, it was. It wasn't the most like. Like, wasn't the most complex story. Like, of course, he's doing this research about the murders and whatnot but it's just super delicate with the characters and like the guy who played perry um the guy clifton collins jr he's awesome phenomenal Um, actor and he's a good character so much just Mm. empathy both of them back and forth and how they were able to like be in see each other in each other's shoes and he even says that really good line where he's like i feel like we came out of the we lived in the same house. He walked out the back door. I walked out the front. 
Right. You remember yep. that? And it was just kind of, he was able to connect with this person on a completely different level. And he didn't care if he was Satan himself and did all this stuff out of like spite. He was there. He wanted the story, but he also wanted to know the person too. And no, just, yeah, Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman, he just, one of the best performances ever now after seeing that, how he was able to change his voice to identically. Oh my god, dude. So like that voice is the very, the very beginning of uh, the movie was, it opens with like, he's at like a big party and he's, he's always the storyteller at the party. Like he is, because I mean, he's a screenwriter. Mm -hmm. He wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like he is like the talk of the party and he's just telling the stories and the voice. Yeah. Instantly. I'm like. Oh mm-hmm. dear God! This is the voice that we're gonna endure mm-hmm. for the next, you know, two hours. For two, <laughs> two hours. hours. But you forget. But you forget totally about it. Forget the next scene. Yeah. You totally forget. You get so wrapped mm-hmm. up into his performance and into the character of Truman Capote. Like he earned that Oscar. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I mean, um, he deserved the he Oscar. Just, and it had. I don't know who he went against in two thousand five. I mean, maybe Christian Bale. I'll look it up. But yeah, Nate, what were we saying? Oh, I was, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of got caught in a blank, but, uh, oh, and Catherine Keener playing Harper Lee. That was also a cool little side story, seeing how To Kill a Mark Mockingbird kind of came into play. Um, I forgot yeah. that she was in this movie, the character Harper Lee. I forgot they were best friends. Mm-hmm. They grew up together. That was, so, that was yeah. so cool. They were like next door neighbors or something like that, but. Yeah, no, that Two was kind of cool because famous writers. It's crazy. Famous I was one of those kids writer. in high school who didn't read the books that we were assigned just because I hated it. But I, I read a lot. Of, I read. <laughs> a, I did read a lot of To Kill a Mockingbird because it was really good, and I've seen the movie, and the movie's phenomenal. So that's all great and whatnot. But the story of this truman capote and just what he was able to do and how he was able to figure things out and he visited these characters and he sat with them and he was pen pals with them yeah what did it say it yeah. took him four years to do something, something like, like this. that yeah Cause yeah because it was murders happened in he wanted like to 59 yeah and it was in like 62 63 where he was doing all this so maybe yeah. even like 64 or 5 when he published it or something mm-hmm. yeah it, it it took a long time um, I think but, he just uh, had this this serious like conflict between he wanted to make this this book to be like very entertaining for people, so he had to make it seem like these guys were savages, which they were. What they did was very savagery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the same time, he had empathy for these people mm-hmm. um, because you know life can put you in a situation like this. It doesn't um, eradicate what you did, but Mm-hmm. still you know he was able to show us you you felt as a viewer empathy for these for these people at least oh for, for sure one of them and he and tried to get into like the motives behind it right in this in the scene in the uh in the jail cell towards the end of the movie where capote's literally just like you you gotta tell me what happened that mm-hmm. night i can't finish the book he's yeah, like, i, I need to know like you need to tell me this you're like your death row is coming up like please tell me and then once he told the story and then the flashback happened mm-hmm. it's like a Holy pit shit. in your stomach it's like yeah oh my god and then yeah it's like how could this guy you know like have so much like empathy and like you feel like some sort of sympathy as well too which is like they're murderers but it's like yeah damn and it's good whole, performances this whole time mm-hmm. i'm thinking did they really do it didn't they do it kind of thing and like even though it kind of oh, explains it. it through <laughs> yeah. through and through you still kind of question it because Capote is so good at getting these characters to talk. You start to think, wait, these characters couldn't be capable of doing something like this, made them super vulnerable. But then, yeah, like what Spencer said with that last monologue, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, good enough, nice talk, and uh, I'll see you later kind of thing. But he definitely definitely had to be across and just be like, tell me come on like we're not gonna yeah. beat around the bush anymore i have to know otherwise right. this isn't gonna work but yeah he it was, was a strange dynamic because he always he never kind of judged these people from day one he's like mm-hmm. oh oh you have a headache let me get you some advil it's like yeah just for, for exactly. this murderer that's sitting in a prison cell it's like it's such a strange dynamic but it just works and you know? who and like from do they even have like cages in people's homes anymore like that was kind of odd a prison yeah, cell in like that was in a that was in a, a a police station, I think. But also, they oh, should mention yeah. that they, they didn't want them together or something because mm-hmm. um, they were brothers. So right. so yeah, that was, yeah, that was why. Um, mm-hmm. But 
this is directed by Bennett Miller, who I think is one of the best biopic directors we've ever had. He's been nominated twice for directing. Uh, the other biopic uh, that he got directed or an Oscar nomination for was Foxcatcher. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a great fucking movie uh, about a, a wrestler that went through an incident. Um, that was a big Oscar mm. hit. Uh, that's a good one as well to check out. And then he, he also did Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, about nice. obviously that story as well. So he's a really good biopic director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I thought, knocked it out of the park with Capote. I thought the cinematography was great. The directing was great. The screenplay was really good. Funny enough, it was written by the lead actor where this plays the son in the movie The Birdcage, which is a Robin Williams movie, which I love. Oh, um, really? But I, I, he like, quit acting after yeah. that one performance and became a two-time Oscar-nominated screenwriter uh, huh. with that in Foxcatcher. Awesome. So he went on nice. to write, and he did a great job because uh, the, the script was really engaging. It was uh, mm-hmm. it kept your interest uh, the, throughout the story of how they decided to tell Truman Capote's life because they could have gone to many different angles with his like screenwriting career to like I don't know his upbringing because I mean it's just called mm-hmm. Capote so it's like you don't know what you're really getting yourself into but it's really about the the, the murders and almost and all like that his stuff crown jewel around. of his career it, I feel it, like it was yeah because yeah, he was a screenwriter and did books and stuff like that but I think this was the book that set his career sky high as one of the most famous people in the world but I think if I'm right in what they said at the end, that he never finished another book or even attempted to. So cold blood is, is told from like, is it told from like a narrative perspective or do you think it's told from like, I don't think it's perspective. I don't think think it's from a character perspective. I think it's from just like almost like a fly in the wall. So would that be third person? The narrative nonfiction. I feel like kind of just how this movie was told. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's Um, interesting to see like in cold blood, like from a different perspective, I guess, like yeah. from like what led mm-hmm. up to, you know, what led up to the murders and then the aftermath and like being inside the head of those people. Cause it makes no sense why they killed these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it really super detailed for know? sure. And that's why I mean, it's, it's, a, it's such a, you're empathetic it, to these people. It's a 350 page book. I mean, it's, he went into detail for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. I'm but sure. I, I thought this one was really good. I was glad to finally have seen it all the way through, uh, just cause I had seen certain scenes. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, definitely deserved that oscar uh i'm glad mm-hmm. that he won he was up against like walking phoenix for walk the line uh he was up for with heath ledger for brokeback mountain and uh, a couple of those ones so Damn. he definitely i mean he has some competition but he killed it i thought he did a great job um mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that he passed away and is no longer you know acting because mm-hmm. who, who would have known what other performances that he could have you know turned out but yeah, i gave this money master f- and punch drunk love oh, yeah. and all of these movies or he's just he's not philip seymour hoffman in any of them he's like, a character he's actor. Someone different yeah absolutely um so i give this one a four out of five i thought this one was great might not run back to rewatch it but you know four out of five that's what i give capote I did too, you fucker. Ooh, <laughs> I also matching. Four out let's of five. Let's see what let's yeah. see what the Great Escape does. Ooh, okay. Well, four like, out of five across the board, man. Just you do too. So okay. much, four four. Four. so so much respect to Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's just the way he was able to, to make his voice sound just like Truman Capote. And he just this. You, you could pull off so, Truman Capote, dude, with the haircut. It was, was more than just the voice, though. Like was, he was really able to pull off this character from. He you know, was. He was. I looked very, him up he was, all the way through. He was very he empathetic exactly like to everyone, and yeah. he. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it justice. But it's, it's good. That's not bad. You're getting it. It was the dialogue too, like the way he would tell the stories on just at those parties, and you got like a sense of who Capote was. Like, don't ask me if a. <laughs> book about a black man and a gay man is gonna start a problem and just like he was very conscious about everything (laughs) that was going on and so he was a super smart person as from what this film was showing but yeah it like i remember hearing his name in like middle school because we would read little things by truman capote and stuff like that because he did a lot of mystery type stuff as well so yeah i'm yeah i'd also give it a four out of five just philip seymour hoffman just he was he rocked it he rocked it and i think this might be my favorite performance of his personally um just of how he was able to mimic it and it was just it was awesome to watch and it had a very very dark and kind of dreary feel throughout the whole movie you just knew something was kind of very much so yeah yeah so i guess it kind of matches with in cold blood so 
It's yeah. gonna be not gonna be a pleasant was, was Paddington movie. <laughs> All right, yeah, it was well, definitely not Paddington. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely well, not Paddington. Yes. That was Capote. Uh, I watched that one on Amazon Prime, I believe. So if you guys have Amazon Prime, you guys can check out Capote. It's a really good biopic, uh, especially if you don't know anything about him. Uh, I would say if you like kind of crime movies as well, this one is uh, definitely worth checking out. So Capote oh, for on sure. Amazon Prime. Send me an invoice. Yeah, bitch. fantastic. <laughs> on a lighter note, right. Nate. What did we yes. watch for your movie? 1963's The Great Escape, um, starring Steve McQueen, Richard Attenborough. Uh, who was that other guy? James Garner. Um, Donald Pleasance. Oh, Donald Pleasance, yes. And then um, David McCallum, for those of you who like NCIS, plays Ducky. Um, oh. So many people in this Seriously? movie. Um, but yeah, so it's basically a movie where all of these... they It's basically all these escapees are all put into this this like almost impenetrable inescapable camp during World War II and there's a bunch of characters from a bunch of different countries that are all amazing at escaping and the whole movie is them plotting the great escape um mm. so yeah i i think i'm going to start with john on this one i think okay. i want to know what you think this is pre 2010 so i know it's like an auto two stars so I would like to. Uh... You would think so, right? <laughs> an auto two, I, I, an auto two. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Then I just want—I want to know your thoughts on this because I've—I. I've, this is a pretty famous movie, so uh, is it yeah, mainstream enough for you? You're not wrong about my typical expectations. Um, it's not quite mainstream boy movie. It's not Bumblebee. I do love. <laughs> fuck you. I do. Love I do Bumblebee. love movies that are sort of heist related, and in a way, this sort of has a heist aspect because mm-hmm. they they have this sort of plot where they're going to escape, tunnel out of there. However, the, however they plan to get out of there, it was so cool to see sort of the the Englishmen, Scottish people, you know, basically the Allied troops who were captured coming together to come up with this plan mm-hmm. to get the hell out of there under the noses of the Germans. Um, and it wasn't like a dramatic movie like this movie was funny like it was actually really interesting mm-hmm. to see um it could just be on like disney screw, plus screw around with the german soldiers because they're mm-hmm. what's that it could be on disney plus like this is a movie <laughs> no, you know you're at, just 100 disney plus it's so mm-hmm. light absolutely yeah. dude yeah 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 you're 100 right yeah mm-hmm. um but like it was cool to kind of see like you know, like the main officers having this like the great escape, and at the same time, Steve McQueen is just doing his own thing, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna dig out through a tunnel tonight," and then like cut to the next scene, and he's covered in dirt, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> there's some behind the scenes thing, uh, behind the scenes uh, elements to that that I'll that I'll talk about, but yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, this movie! I laughed so hard during that scene when same, they're like, dude. when they so go. Fun. God, I hope they make it out okay. And it cuts to them You're with that music covered in dirt. And they're so just grins on their face. They just walk in, walk in, sit down. He Hands starts throwing the ball. Glove. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, felt bad. I felt bad for Ives. He, 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 went he was crazy. so awesome then. He was, was awesome. So... He was the mole. He was, Ives I was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was like the one dramatic, I mean, like there were was. dramatic moments of the film, mm-hmm. but like that was like the one real moment. Well, yeah. towards, towards I'm the not, end, no, there I'm was not also some like, scenes, okay. but yeah. But yeah, it was, his character sure. was cool, but Steve McQueen was just awesome. He was just kind of going his own way while also kind of participating. And there was such a character driven movie, like mm-hmm. Donald Pleasant's character who just gets kind of inserted and... Um, so many good characters. James Garner's character, who is just able to get things, like no matter what, and uh, some of yeah. his persuasion tactics with like chocolate and wax and stuff like that. He's like, oh I no, you, you just take it. With I laugh so the... hard with the pickpocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> watched the for it. <laughs> I watched it. I'm like, and that's where he took it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you awesome. said that this. You said that this is a good character movie, and like you're mm-hmm. like dead on because this is balancing like eight characters and you like you feel for every single one of them like you know you know them all by name like you know them when you know what their role is and like on, on the tunnel system mm-hmm. and how they're escaping um this movie while very long was just so much very fun long. to watch like i didn't never would have thought that a movie about prisoners of war would be so much fun to watch <laughs> like mm-hmm. the yeah. scene when they would take all the yeah. potatoes and they were making the moonshine 
I was like, fuck yeah. yes, they're making yeah, moonshine. And then they just celebrate. They're celebrating the 4th of July, yeah. The 4th of July. Oh, man. I thought it was great how the Germans just didn't really care. Like, well, they, they were, were just like, they were doing their job. They mm-hmm. kind of, like, wanted them to escape because they wanted to improve their, like, their facilities. They wanted to make sure that it was, like, escape-proof. So they had these, like, really good men that would just, like, always test them. Like, I mean, just with the, right. the beginning when they snuck out with the... Uh, the brush and they're all like oh my god that was hilarious stabbing them in the oh that was so funny dude and yeah, they so whistle they get, and they, they all pop like, out just get out and like walk away and the germans are like, <laughs> just like all right silly, like, silly guys yeah um so, it was yeah. crazy and yeah uh, I, um my favorite characters for sure was uh richard attenborough who i didn't mm-hmm. realize was richard attenborough until probably towards Same. like the third act i finally like was on the imdb page I'm like, yeah, no he was shit. Roger, yeah, he was. It was when yeah. they showed the credits where I was like, "Wait, which Ratterburs in this movie?" With a scar, showed. I'm like, "That's oh, him." That's like, what the fuck? It doesn't look anything Roger like Roger Bartlett. And Donald oh, yeah. Pleasance as the blind dude. Uh, I was like, "No oh, shit." His character, but oh, I love just. Uh, I love James Gardner, the persuasion guy with the mm-hmm. fucking the turtleneck. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. always wearing the turtleneck in every fucking scene, and he's, and just he's so... the only like other American out of three. Yep. him steve mcqueen and that other guy that keeps throwing steve mcqueen the baseball glove mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just americans like just... his main purpose to throw mm-hmm. the glove basically yeah. but I, yeah oh. i didn't you guys said that you guys you did like steve mcqueen in the movie and i did mm-hmm. too i thought he was a ton of fun but behind the scenes uh tidbits that i learned was that he stormed off set all the time he was constantly button heads with the writer and the director because he wanted to be the hero he wanted to be like the main guy and he didn't like that the movie mm-hmm. was focusing on all these other characters and everyone is mm-hmm. kind of having his time to shine he wanted to be like the batman he wanted to be the like, star the Lord yeah. and savior and he also yeah. requested that he want only would do this movie if he could do some motorcycle scenes mm-hmm. so that whole third yeah. act with okay. him doing all the motorcycle yeah. stunts is because Weird, he's doing dude. every stunt he didn't do the yeah. big jump that was uh some other stunt guy um, yeah, the oh, very yeah. famous stub, stub mm-hmm. jump, but he did all the stunts otherwise for the motorcycle uh, chase scenes towards the end. Um, yeah. But no, he he was constantly just like a total like diva on this set, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah. and bossed a lot of people around. But he did, you know what? Yeah. It yeah. he it still worked because his his character yeah. still was a lot of fun, and you you just rolled with it. So. And I could see what you mean, though, because I went into this thinking that he was going to be the main driving force. Same. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until later on that he gets incorporated kind of into the whole scheme. I mean, the first 30 his... minutes, he's like not really in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind and, of a side story for the first, I mean, while they're... And you escape. just, you see these guys, like this whole group there, they need an intricate plan. He goes, oh, no, me and Ives are just going to, you know, dig three feet out right there and we're good to go. See, like, I'm just going to get my baseball. That's all I'm yeah, going yeah, to do. Yeah. <laughs> that that was, was such a funny scene, dude. But oh my God. It, I just think of this movie, like, there's movies that I see as, like, legendary movies just because of, like, the uh, the rep that they have throughout history. So you have, like, the Gone with the Winds and Lawrence of Arabia, Ben-Hur's and stuff. I kind of put this movie in that epic kind of category. It's, it's kind of regarded as that, yeah. Just because, mm. like... I don't know if it was CinemaScope or whatever, but just that opening, just shots of the army trucks going through and that catchy whistle. I was doing that all day. Yeah, oh, just yeah, all yeah. of that. But yeah, I've heard that I, song before. That's a mm-hmm. classic. That's a classic song that I never knew what it was from. Same thing. Same thing could mm-hmm. be said for the first time I watched Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh yeah, I didn't know what that was originally from, and then boom, I'm like, okay, this is what mm-hmm. it is. John, yeah. I still, I still don't really. Uh grasp or where you stand on this movie though because it, it is a 1963 film and it was about three hours it, it was a long movie and my Two only complaint and... is that i think once it came to the third act i feel like the movie had already reached a conclusion mm-hmm. like i i had already gotten to the point where i was like like without spoiling i was like okay mm-hmm. that's the end i know exactly then, what you mean and then, yeah. you know, then Steve McQueen has his diva bike scene and, like, all this other stuff happens. And then, his diva bike scene. Yeah, like, which was cool. Like, it's not that I didn't I didn't enjoy that scene. Like, it was fun. And, like, there were some scenes that I liked in the third act, but I didn't think it needed to happen. Like, you could have cut this movie off at two hours, two hours, ten minutes. How long? It was, like, two hours and 45 minutes. It was 2.52, but I think Jesus. if it was two and a half hours... 
that would have been perfect because it would have ended yeah. right at the right point. But yeah, I can but see I, what you mean. It just Once... it got to a point where I was like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I was like, why? Like it doesn't it doesn't need to get to this. It point. dragged, and then it gets to a conclusion yeah. where like they were back where they started. It's like, why did we just go? into this whole third act and then just come back to the same place again but i don't mm-hmm. know how you know what i mean like with, well that with could C- have just been a spoiler right there it's really not though it I is though i tried to say it without spoiling <laughs> it i really really did i have a way to say it without spoiling it <laughs> okay please well do. it's already been said and spoiled so we can cut <laughs> we have editing. oh good call good we call have editing. um and i had it okay <laughs> all right i got it so personally for I me with, with the great escape i mean the movie title is called the great escape so everything leading up to the whole escape was i thought phenomenal i thought it was just really engaging it was fun and i one thing i really loved in particular was just how much there was no conflict within these soldiers everyone had one mission and that was to mm-hmm. get out and they were always going to be like looking out for each other they're going to be helping each other and that mm-hmm. shit I, I thought was awesome their because- code yeah and they, how they did stuff yeah there was no fighting between the squad like there was some disagreements but they got over it they figured it out and they cared for each other uh especially james bronson's character who's got really like close to towards the charles end. bronson like, yeah. you know and the guy was sorry yeah charles bronson and the guy was, was like no under- we're going rated in this movie like he Fantastic. was an unsung hero because his character had the most like the biggest tipping point he had Which one, one was of the biggest Charles Bronson. He, he was, was the, the guy digging. Yeah, he was the digger. Yeah, Tunnel man. King. Tunnel Without King him, Danny. Yeah, this movie wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but his his, it was, yeah. his character had that dynamic because he was the digger. He had seventeen escape attempts or successes or whatever. That seems like but then so he many. had that character flaw <laughs> that you don't find out until act almost act three, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, he's it's not what. Not what it seems with his character, but he was yeah. my one of my personal favorites out of it, just because he was, all right, yeah, I dig tunnels, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't let me go, don't let me go, <laughs> kind of thing. Just, yeah, yeah. Like you've been down there for for weeks on end, and now you have claustrophobia. He did a yeah. great job. He did a great like, job with the whole tunnel <laughs> system. It worked. It seemed mm-hmm, like it worked yeah. really well. But yeah, I mean, everything after the whole big like you know escape, it's in the title. Uh, mm-hmm. It did kind of just drag, and then it's like, okay, these are the scenes that kind of felt like studio producer requirement or, you know, diva actor sure, required. Yeah. Those blockbuster um, moments. And it, had, and it kept on following all the characters and where they went. While that was still interesting to kind of see, once it ended, it's like, was that necessary? Not yeah. really. But, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I'd mentioned, I don't know to you guys I have, but I saw this movie like 15 years ago. Like, it was a long the, time ago. Yeah. It was on the DVD that like my mm-hmm. uncle like, what, like loaned me or something. Uh, and I don't even know if I paid attention to the whole time. I probably had no idea what was going on. So it was really cool. Finally, like sitting down and watching this all the way through. And, uh, it was almost like, like watching it for the first time again. Um, so I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I am going to go kind of big though, because I did really, really enjoy this movie and I had so much fun. I was so engaged with it. I'm going to go four and a half out of five. Nice. Huh. Okay. Four and a half Uh-oh. out of five. Someone stood up straight. Like no, since it's Nate's movie, back, I'm gonna neck. I'm gonna let him finish, obviously. But oh no, go I, ahead. I, yeah. I honestly like I echo all your points, man. I feel like we're in agreement. Is like for most of this movie, you were into it, like you enjoyed it from Act One to the end of Act Two, maybe to like halfway through Act Three. Um, but the length didn't bother me till the very end. But I just I love the characters. I really love the the heist kind of escape element of this movie. Um, the fact that it came out in 1963, that had really didn't affect me at all. It really wasn't... I can't knock the film for that. The, it was still just so enjoyable. I love the characters. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said with the other two movies, it's it's a four out of five. It really, like, every single movie this week was, was Not solid. Bad. Okay. Solid. Okay. Good. I like, like it. I would actually re-watch this one. Ooh, I would. Yep. I would re-watch hey, this good movie. Good thing. It's that, coming out on Criterion. Next so, week. And next yeah. week. Guess who's May buying 12th. it? Yeah. This guy, gonna buy it I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, go ahead and mm-hmm. I'll send me a copy. Oh yeah, because I'm giving this film a four and a half out of five as Damn, well, Spencer. Yeah, we match and wow. all the, three movies this week. The only reason why, like, you might have seen me doing this while John was talking. The only reason why it's not a five out of five is because of that last thirty minutes. We all agree. Just because, um, yeah. it was awesome. It was epic how the escape happens. And then all these characters that you see kind of dispersing, some of them weren't as 
needed, I guess. There were some characters that I liked, but you didn't necessarily need to see where they ended up. No, um, for sure. But I liked Dude. the final shot. So if they could have done it better, so stuff like that could have played out to keep the last shot and the escape thing all together, great. But it was that spot, like, kind of in the cities, all in different places, that kind of threw me off, because it's like, okay... Like, are they gonna? Are we gonna watch all these characters go to like New York and everything too? Like, when's right. the escape yeah. over? Exactly. Um, Spencer, do you? Sorry, I'll let you finish, Nate. Go ahead. Oh no, no. Like, uh, it was just that last twenty, thirty minutes that I did feel the length. I agree on that. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, everything in the camp was awesome. Their codes, yeah. How they were able to discover how to get rid of the dirt, which you can also see in Shawshank Redemption. That was, a that little was bit. so funny. So, yeah, that's okay. Um, I was like, I've seen this before. I've seen mm-hmm. this before. <laughs> that's right. And okay. I think this, yeah, and I think this <laughs> movie had some score that might have been used in some other movies, like some of the sneaking around at night stuff it had familiar Mm. score to me so i really enjoyed that but yeah this movie was just super pleasant and just having steve mcqueen in it and just kind of being a star that he is but was able to have all these other characters shine as well like donald pleasance i haven't seen him in anything else since halloween so like seeing him this young and david mccallum because i love ncis felt so bad for him during that like trick and he's like what's that needle on the ground and he like perfectly timed his steps out and to like pick it up and then they're like can you like close the door and he trips him I'm like trips him it's like yeah dude. but he was um, so awesome and it was also yeah. interesting the title card at the very beginning was like uh it was like this this story is based on like the exact detail and like how prisoners escaped during like, this time in history it's real Which, like, imagine this happening all the characters are, are fic- yeah, like, fictitious that but... to be a part of yeah that's <laughs> fucking nuts Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, The Great Escape, that was oh, on yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime for some reason. I was looking for it on Criterion, and I was boned because uh, the, our subscription ran out, and I was like, oh no, I have to, I don't rent this movie on iTunes. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe, maybe, all, maybe all three of us could pitch in, or something like that. That's what my plan was, I thought, was I thought that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. I'd be down but... with that. I can sign up for it yeah. or something, because I just got massive paychecks, so I'd be oh, able to shit. get it like, up front, oh. and then... Yeah, it's nice yes, waking bro. up and being like, "Oh, there's a thousand bucks in my card." <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this movie's great. I'm definitely gonna buy it the minute it is released on the website. Um, nice. And it's just yeah, it's just one of those movies that I think is just kind of a classic story, just people trying to escape, and it's just such a well-told character story just between everybody, and it was just fun to watch. And I'm glad I was able to check it off that bucket list. For sure. And uh, so, yeah, those were our thoughts on The Great Escape, Capote, and The Host. If you guys have seen those movies, they're all on streaming sites, so you go check them out and let us know what you think of those movies as well. We'd love to, you know, have a little discussion, a little back and forth on what we liked or didn't like about these uh, movies uh, at those movie dudes, uh, you know, bother us. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, on, yeah. Twitter, Spotify, Instagram. TikTok. I'm just gonna name off random. Yeah, we're on TikTok actually. So if and you guys yeah, follow us on TikTok, please. <laughs> we might be standing outside of your window at 5 a.m. and you know, as they open up the curtain, be like, "Hello, we're those movie dudes," and we can talk about three mm-hmm. movies once a week we've never, never seen before, and we get together and, and have I'm a podcast. I'm gonna cough in your fucking it. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we'll, always we'll, have we'll physical copies of these <laughs> movies, what? so you might get hit with one. Um, it's like hey, DVD of the Great Escape hit some old lady in the head. Like I'll watch it, but definitely <laughs> follow her us with a with a BB gun out of a moving car. Def- definitely follow us at those movie dudes because we put out a poll last week on what movies we were going to be watching for this lineup of, uh, of flicks. Uh, mm-hmm. So my two picks were some 2020 films, new releases. You know, I'm, I want to see some new 2020 films. There's a lack of them. We can't go the to the theater. And there's, you know, that. some high quality, high budget films that are coming out on streaming sites for free that we can watch. And so I put up a poll between Extraction or Bad Education. And in a 40 to 60 uh, vote, we got Bad Education as the winner. Uh, so I did not pick Bad Education. You did not. And you even recruited your father not. to vote with your picks as well. <laughs> I, I saw oh, that. okay. So, you, all right. I, I noticed that, you know, you, you had still lost. So I lost for both now. of them that he that he picked with me. That's great. But, you know, but like, you know, 10 or 11 people voted, which was awesome. Very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. But head over to those movie dudes and vote with us if you want to be a part of, you know, what kind of movies we talk about on the podcast. Because I think that's kind of a yeah. fun way to 
share yeah, it. Yeah, if it's 11 people or one people voting, we'll, we'll it, listen to you. We'll do it. That's yeah. fine. As long as somebody's voting, I appreciate as it. As long as it's not 50%, because you know if I see 50%, I just get pissed and I watch something completely different. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But Nick, watch what, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What picks mm-hmm. did you, uh, you choose? So uh, my picks were between Roman Holiday, I think it's 1956, Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn film. Classic. And then, is it 2011, Lars, Sounds right. Lars von Trier, yeah. uh, Melancholia, which I've heard is actually one of his better, more light movies. Big if you cast. know Lars von Trier. Yeah. yeah. Kirsten Dunst, and that's the only one I know at the moment. Um, oh, and, and Charlotte Gainsbourg, who's in all he's of in his all movies. movies. Do you know um, the percentage? It was, I don't know the percentage, but I, I believe the, the winner... If you say the percentage, I'll say the winner because All I right. think I already know. And a fifty-eight percent to forty-two percent. This was a close. Wow. Run. The winner mm-hmm. was Roman Holiday. Thank yeah, you. So <laughs> you guys, to watch it. you guys get ready because next week I'm gonna have a lot to say about this movie because I'm wanting... a huge Audrey Hepburn fan. I've been wanting to see this like, movie forever. I... It's been. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it yet. I've seen the other two already. Spoiler, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm excited have to we watched definitely watch an this Audrey one. Hepburn movie yet. Nate and I. Funny I feel like we did. Yeah. Well, we watched, we did for that was the, that was when John was protesting and didn't want to watch any movies, and so we went on uh, and continued sake, watching. Yeah, we watched like Funny Face, which was actually really good. Yeah. Like Sometimes Seven Jour. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, Catherine Deneuve. Thank you Polytechnique. for bringing her into my life today. Uh, and, anyway, and John, yeah, your little Bill Condon <laughs> yeah. of films. Yeah, I don't know what that means because I don't you have enough to understand that. You picked two movies with the same writer and director. Did I really? Yeah, Bill Condon, yeah. and he got nominated for an Oscar in both of them. Or no, no, not. I had not literally, easily, but I had absolutely no idea. Um, I figured you looked up just I random you knew directors that too, yeah. and just was like, "Oh, click, click." Dude, <laughs> like, I just went on. I just Condon went on films? popular, and I was like, "These look fun." Um, <laughs> what, what Bill so, Condon films did you choose? I don't know, Spencer. I picked. Uh, so it was between <laughs> Gods and Monsters with, and the only reason I picked this is because I saw the fact that Brendan Fraser was in it. And I was like, not Ian McKellen, because Ian McKellen's no, all on the poster, care. and you can't see Brendan Fraser unless you look very closely. So yeah, I saw <laughs> Brendan Fraser, and I was like, I haven't seen him in literally anything except the Mummy. Right. Let's watch this movie. Journey to the I don't, center of the earth. I don't care what it's about. Apparently, it's about the writer or the director of Bride of Frankenstein: The Visible Man. So it's about that guy's story. And what was the other film no. that went up against? And it went up against uh, Kin- Kinsley? Yeah. Kinsey. 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 Another biopic. Uh, which is another biopic about uh, sex or something. Do you know the percentage? Uh, that loss. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know the percentage. I don't know the percentage. Right. Sex well, or something. 40% to 60%. Gods of Monsters <laughs> well, is the winner. Close. A little yeah. bit of Magneto both, in both my movies life. movies that sounded interesting to me. So. And you guys haven't seen this um, one yet? Nope. No, I've seen none of our films this okay. week so far. I've, I've seen had... Roman Holiday. I watched that today. Oh, shit. All mm-hmm. right. Because mm-hmm. I've seen... I've seen Bad Education twice already, and then I watched, uh, <laughs> and then I watched uh, <laughs> okay. this one, Gods of Monsters, and I didn't know that it was about a film director. It's weird, and but it's really interesting. Now that I know that it's was um, it F. W. Murnau? Is that who? No, he's it's James Bill Whale. Condon. It's James Whale. He's the director. James Whale. James, That's it. Director yep. of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. uh, Invisible Man. That makes sense now. Uh, it's okay. about his later yep. years, so it's mm-hmm. a, it's an interesting one. I would definitely recommend checking that one out. That's on Prime or Hulu, so you know. Sweet. Beautiful. Which one you want to watch yeah, and Roman Holiday is on Prime as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been and waiting for this movie to get something. Yeah. And Bad Education is on what HBO. Movies one, if yeah. you'd like to watch Kinsey or the other movies, feel free to watch them and leave your thoughts down below on Instagram or TikTok. Mm-hmm. Or YouTube. <laughs> or Podbean. I don't want to know. I would like to know your thoughts. I haven't seen uh, them, yeah. so I don't want <laughs> I don't know. Tell, tell uh, us if we should. Whatever. Watch I'm interested to know. Let us know Bill if Condon we should. Films. There we go. I don't even know who <laughs> Bill Condon is. All right. <laughs> cool. Bill Condon did Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh. And, and Twilight the Twilight Saga. movies. Wow. Yeah. I have some really good taste. And The Fifth Estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never he, saw he that. knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so maybe that wow. in the future. Dream Girls? I guess we'll start Holy with John's shit. movie again next week. Um, oh wait, sorry. Okay. God, yeah. God's a monster. Wait, he's done so many Ian McKellen films. What the fuck? Yeah. Gods Mr. Mon- Holmes and The Good Liar. Gods and Monsters won Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. Well, so he, he's an Oscar winner, Bill Condon. So make sure you, you put that in the, in the title. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to choose the movies for us, uh, every Saturday at Those Movie Dudes, we'll probably have a new one up this, tomorrow if you're listening to it right now, or it could be today. So 
go over to the at those movie dudes Instagram or stories and uh, help us uh, decide what we're gonna watch for next week. Uh, that's that's what yeah. I gotta say. Hmm. Um. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't really have anything to say, but thanks for uh, watching. Um. We appreciate it. Leave your comments uh, on Instagram. That's where we're on the most at those movie dudes. Um. And check out our TikTok. Hello. <laughs> check out our TikTok. And don't get sick. Don't die. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Wait, did they actually leave? Oh my god. I was like, I'm I, not gonna know he what looked, he says. He looked frozen, so I don't know. We're not gonna have we're gonna have no idea what he says. <laughs> hey guys. I wanted to wait a little extra because I know some people are probably still listening. Um but for those of you who saw those UFOs, I just wanted you to know. They're real. They're very real. And you know who thinks they're real? Barack Obama. Hey, Barack, can you come talk for a second? Uh, what, what, what would you like me to say? Oh, I just wanted you to talk about the UFO sightings that are going on right now. Uh, yeah, me and uh, my, my, my wife, uh, Michelle, and our daughters, Sasha and Aaliyah. We, uh, we were just sitting out on the porch, and we looked up in the sky, and I thought, well, that's weird. What, what's my dinner plate doing in the air? And then I thought, well, we got Bin Laden. We can get these guys, too.